0: You're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Coming to you from the shores of the Indian River on Florida's beautiful treasure coast. And bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at, and illusion is usually king. We're streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, Spotify and all your favorite podcast directories. And you can follow me on Twitter at Right Now Jim Dawes. Or you can shoot me an email. The address is rightnowjimdawes at gmail.com. Or call the vent line and leave a voicemail at 772 245 0750. That's 772 245 0750. So uh, it's time to get serious about thinking about this coronavirus. Um, it is uh, going to uh, be an issue and probably even more than the the actual virus itself and the th- health threats that it poses, the possibility of a, a panic, uh, as we're seeing on Wall Street right now, and we'll get to that more uh, in the next segment, uh, is uh, becoming Now, a probability. So, you ought to get ahead of any possible panic by going ahead and putting in about a month's worth of food staples, rice, beans, uh, pasta, other things that uh, you can cook out on a grill or on your stove uh, that are going to have long shelf lives. Might as well go ahead and put in enough, uh, enough frozen meats. For the uh, for that period as well, you need to uh, refill all your prescriptions. Go ahead and clean uh, your extra bathtubs, sanitize them, and fill them with water. Uh, if you have to use that water, you'll have to sanitize it a second time uh, by boiling or leaving it out in the sun for a day. But uh, you need to get ahead of a uh, panic if you uh, if you've got uh, children uh, and you can uh, make. Arrangements to bring them home and have your family all in one place uh, for uh, as long as a month. You need to be thinking about that as well. Medicine, get all your refills, uh, your prescriptions refilled. Uh, get a couple of propane tanks. Fill up your cars and, uh, and any extra gasoline containers you have and keep them in the garage. I'm not saying that this will be necessary. These are Precautions. Um, if you, if you live in an urban area and you have, uh, friends or family that you can, uh, think about getting out of, uh, heavily populated, densely populated areas, uh, you need to be thinking about that as well. Coronavirus, uh, we're not, um, as affected by it yet as most of the world because this administration, um, ignored, uh, the critics that tried to, Accuse it of racism and other violations of uh, social justice uh, dogma, and uh, and started shutting down travel from people uh, who had visited the affected regions. But uh, that's at best going to give us some time uh, to to delay uh, the community transmission of this virus. But I don't believe that it is likely to stop it. As far as the actual health effects, uh, everything that we're being told is that uh, this is uh, this virus is deadly on the scale of the flu, which is about two percent, and kills uh, people who have um, uh, compromised immune systems or who are elderly or very young. I'm not sure if I'm completely buying that because, of course, we know. That the uh, the head of the health service in Wuhan, China, where this virus originated, died from the disease. As did the the guy that uh, rang uh, sounded the alarm on the early outbreak. So if they can't keep um, you know those guys alive uh, who got early uh, warning of it and uh, and were. Had access to the best health care, then I worry about uh, you know what the uh, the lethality the mortality rate of this uh, disease actually is. but it is now spread uh outside of China. It's in other Asian countries, South Korea, Japan, Singapore, Hong Kong, it's gotten into the Middle East, it's in Iran and Kuwait, Bahrain. Uh, Malaysia, and it has also gotten over into Western Europe, where it has now uh, affected a large number—six hundred and fifty-five people in Italy. I say large, relatively large, because that's probably the tip of the iceberg of the uh, the people that have actually been infected. It's in uh, it's in Britain. It's in Spain. It's in Australia. It's in Germany. There's sixty cases in Germany. Here in the United States, we've got 60 confirmed cases, and most of those people have already passed the contagion uh, period and have uh, returned home. We have had no new cases reported for a couple of days now, which is encouraging. But the uh, the testing methods are lagging behind worldwide. Worldwide, we've got 78,000, almost 79,000 reported cases. Uh, which uh, has resulted in about 2,800 deaths. 36,000 of the uh, 78,000 that were infected have totally recovered, and about 8,000 are still sick and in serious condition. Uh, There's uh, a bit of breaking news being reported by the Gateway Pundit, uh, who um, is reporting that Israeli researchers researchers at the Galilee Institute say that they're just a few weeks away from the first vaccine, and if all goes well, it could be available uh, for distribution, probably not here in the United States because of the FDA's requirements, in as little as 90 days. Uh, they started de- um, developing this this uh, vaccine four years ago to uh, to address coronavirus. Coronavirus, if you didn't know, is actually not a new virus, but this latest strand, the uh, COVID nineteen, as they call it. Um, we don't know if if this uh, particular vaccine is going to be effective on that or not. The Jerusalem, the Jerusalem Post is reporting Israeli scientists are on the cusp of developing the first vaccine against the novel coronavirus, according to science and technology minister. If all goes as planned, the vaccine could be ready within a few weeks and available in 90 days. Uh, ABC, or I'm sorry, Fox News is reporting on this as well, so. It is a uh, it is a real story. Uh, Gateway pundit is uh, is not the single source for that. The Democrats, for their part, are busy doing what Democrats do. They're trying to weaponize this crisis uh, in order to gain political advantage, and um, they're uh, they're in Congress. The Democrats in the House of Representatives are are taking every opportunity to, uh, to try to smear, uh, make Donald Trump responsible for a virus instead of giving him credit for, uh, taking early steps in order to limit our exposure. They're claiming that, uh, you know, he doesn't understand it and he's a buffoon and that, uh, we're, you know, the world's going to come to an end and all of these other, um, chicken little prognostications. Here's a clip uh, from this week's news conference where Trump was uh, urging people uh, to prepare for the worst while his administration are working to ensure the best outcome.
1: We're ready to adapt and we're ready to do whatever we have to as the disease spreads if it spreads but we're very very ready for this for anything whether it's going to be a uh, breakout of larger proportions or whether or not we're uh, you know we're at that very low level and uh, we want to keep it that way i'm going to be announcing uh, exactly right now that i'm going to be putting our vice president mike pence in charge and Mike will be working with the professionals and doctors and everybody else that's working. The team is is brilliant. I spent a lot of time with the team over the last couple of weeks, but they're totally brilliant. And we're doing really well. And Mike is going to be in charge. And Mike will report back to me. But he's got a certain talent for this. It's inevitable that the
2: virus will spread in the United States. And it's not a question of if but when.
3: Do you agree with that assessment?
1: Well, I don't think it's inevitable. I probably will it possibly will it could be at a very small level or it could be a, at a larger level what whatever happens we're totally prepared we have the best people in the world
0: so really that i mean that's that's all you can reasonably say the president's responses were exactly what they should be mobilize uh to try to prevent the outbreak and address an outbreak if it does happen uh tamp down fears of panic and uh, and move forward the democrats for their part are uh, are screaming their bloody heads off and, uh, and blaming Trump for a virus that originated in communist China, which he has been making steps throughout his first term to limit our exposure to. It really makes very little sense. The, uh, the Democrat candidates for president are also trying to blame Trump. And, of course, Joe Biden is, uh, is taking credit for actually uh, stopping uh, viruses when he was vice president.
2: Turning point today with the CDC. Warning schools that they must prepare that they might have to close. Members of the Trump administration saying we don't have enough medical masks if necessary. What would you do?
4: What we did with Ebola. I was part of making sure that pandemic did not get to the United States. Saved millions of lives.
0: Well, uh, that 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 uh, virus, in fact, Ebola did get to the United States, and it was only because of the good work of the health services um, that they were able to get back out ahead of it. Uh, The Ebola virus is not as contagious as uh, as this coronavirus, and uh, and despite the fact that the Obama administration with Joe Biden there uh, were slow to close the borders, uh, they were able to get get back out ahead, ahead of it Elizabeth Warren who in addition to being a, a presidential candidate is always a sitting is also a sitting senator has uh, has used uh the occasion of this crisis to try to pursue her agenda on open borders if you can believe it there's a lot of a lot of uh talk about you know we've got to tear down trump's wall and uh and we we need open borders at the same time they're ac- accusing the president of not doing enough to stop the crisis but right on cue elizabeth warren announced yesterday that she's filing a bill to strip trump's border wall of funding and transfer that money an estimated 10 billion dollars to fighting the coronavirus well why would you want to open borders at the same time you were trying to limit your exposure? There are certainly enough other wasteful programs in Washington, D.C. that you could uh, take that money from. Using her Senate account, Warren tweeted out, the Coronavirus poses a serious health, diplomatic, and economic threat, and we must be prepared to confront it head on. So I'm introducing a bill to transfer all of Donald Trump's racist border wall to uh, the HHS to combat the coronavirus. This is how lunatic these people are. We have to stop trying to secure our borders in order to con- uh, to put more money in controlling the infectious diseases that will inevitably re- result from failing to control our border. <laughs> hey, we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at the economic effects this week. On Wall Street of the coronavirus, stick with us. We'll be right back. If you are
1: trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-957-6209. 800-957-6209. 800-957-6209. That's 800-957-6209.
0: So it was an absolute bloodbath on Wall Street this week, and uh, and really... You know, there, that's a, sort of a two-sided coin. This market was bound for a correction. There was no way we were going to continue, be able to continue uh, to uh, soar at these highs without uh, the economy being able to catch up. I'm not saying that there's a uh, silver lining to the coronavirus, but if there if there was, this would be it. The Dow dropped by uh, almost 1,200 points yesterday on, on Thursday, and uh, this week... Well, I, I should say that that uh, that eleven 9, 1, hundred ninety point drop yesterday was the worst point drop in Dow history. It does not, um, it as a percentage point, it's not the worst, but as a strictly points drop, it's the worst uh, in um, the Dow Jones history. And this week, the market dropped about three thousand points. That was a correction of about, almost ten percent, and and really qualifies now as a true correction. Scott Mendred, who is the uh, head of Guggenheim Global Assets, appeared on Fox, and he said, uh, you know, one thing I'll tell you, and I have not said this to anyone else in public, but this is possibly the worst thing I've seen in my career i've been through a lot i've been through the stock market crash in 87 i went through the financial crisis in 2008 and this has the potential to re- a real uh to reel into something extremely serious well you can't make actual health predictions or crisis predictions on stock market uh, plays because they're uh, like a bunch of lemmings up there that you know uh they panic together and they get uh They suffer irrational exuberance uh, altogether as well. But, um, you know, the financial implications of this virus are real. We're coming into Friday now um, as we go to air uh, at 10 a.m. Eastern. Let's take a look at what the markets are doing. Well, the markets are uh, opening a little down, and I expect that that's going to continue throughout the day because investors don't want to be caught uh, uh, losing to futures predictions over the weekend. And so they're, uh, they're not going to rally and they probably will continue to sell off. If you find yourself at the end of this afternoon and the market is uh, continuing its drop similar to what it has done the rest of this week, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just telling you what I'm going to do. I'll be buying because, uh, this, this is a rare opportunity Going into today, if the market is continuing to, uh, to to plummet, of taking advantage of the panic selling, this this virus will most certainly be uh, controlled uh, at some point in the next six months. And if you don't need uh, if you don't need to sell, you know, in the next year or or more, then now it'd be a great opportunity to be buying, and that's what I'm going to do. Here's uh Warren Buffett uh pointing out this uh, this age old adage that you have to buy low and sell high you got to buy low first and uh and that's what uh this this current situation the opportunity that it presents I don't know how many
4: 3% declines I've had in my lifetime but there've been a lot of them and uh I I can't think of one that you shouldn't have bought on, you know, basically. That doesn't mean stocks are going to go up or down next week or next month or next year. But, but if, if there's something, if you like to own American businesses, you're getting a chance to buy at 3% cheaper. I don't consider that a lot cheaper. I mean, but, but, but how can it be bad news unless
0: you... He was just talking about yesterday, the market was down this week almost 10%. So it's an even greater buying opportunity, especially if it continues today.
4: You have to sell stocks. Now, if you have to sell them for some reason, it's, you're worse off. If you don't have to sell them, I mean, somebody can come around and offer you a quote on your house today, and it could be 2% less than they offered you yesterday. But if you like the house, it maybe doesn't make any difference to you. Does
2: that mean Berkshire will be buying stocks today?
4: It's, it's, well, we certainly won't be selling. And, and yeah, we may, we could easily be buying something, sure.
0: So he, he doesn't want to be responsible for telling people what to do. He, like, uh, like I'm telling you now, or, or telling you what he intends to do, and, and you'll, have to make, you'll have to weigh the, the risk-reward and decide for yourself. Just as a way of uh, reinforcing what I've been telling you here about what the market's doing and, and where it's going and the panic that's going on on Wall Street, I'm going to play you sort of an extended clip from Reuters news service uh, detailing what has happened this week, so you will have it. Uh, you'll have it clear in your head.
5: Wall Street hit records in the wrong direction Thursday as the coronavirus showed up in more countries, sparking fear the outbreak is turning into a pandemic. The Dow nosedived more than four percent, or 1,190 points, the biggest one-day point plunge ever. The S&P 500 fell 137. The Nasdaq crumbled 414 points. Losses so far this week have been staggering. The Dow has shed more than 3,200 points and is on track for its worst week since the financial crisis. The market overall has dropped more than 10% from the record highs set just last week, putting it into a full-fledged correction, the fastest correction in history. The continued stampede out of stocks into government bonds pushed the yield on the benchmark 10-year notes to its lowest ever for a third straight day. There is a growing belief the Federal Reserve should respond by lowering interest rates. But John Meyer, chief investment officer at Global X, wonders how much that would help. There's a lot of of fear out there and
1: um, potentially there's some pressure politically. Um, and if you look at the uh, implied probability for one, two or three rate cuts, it's increased meaningfully over the past six days. But perhaps the market is saying, may say that, okay, after you, you cut a few more times, that's it. What else, what other tools do you have?
5: There were other reasons to fear a spreading virus will slow global economic growth and corporate earnings. Facebook canceled its developers conference scheduled for May 6th due to fears over the coronavirus threat. The annual event held in California usually attracts roughly 5,000 people. A person was detected with a coronavirus infection from unknown origins in California. On Wednesday, Microsoft warned sales in its PC division will take a hit from supply chain disruptions due to the outbreak. And electronic payment company PayPal says it's seeing a global slowdown in online transactions because of the virus. And so quarterly sales will come in at the low end of its forecast. Yeah, sure. The economic outlook has darkened so severely. Goldman Sachs is now predicting U.S. companies will see Zero earnings growth this year.
0: So the big hedge funds are engaging what they call a flight to safety by putting their money in T-bills. And it's not just American um, hedge funds and, and investment funds that are doing that. It's, uh, it's these global funds. And that's, uh, that's one of the real downsides of being the world's reserve currency is because uh, worldwide, people that are looking for a place to park their money start buying our t-bills which forces the yields on these t-bills down and we're now to the point uh, where the federal reserve has very little tools left in its box to try to address this crisis they're talking about now uh, um, negative interest rates on t-bills in other words uh, you will pay the federal government in order to uh, own those t-bills over time Already in a uh, a reverse yield situation, we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we'll uh, take a look at uh, what's shaping up for tomorrow's South Carolina Democrat primary. Right after these messages, right here on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Stick with us.
3: Whether you host a nightly dinner party for two or five.
0: And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. Well, the Democrats are heading into their South Carolina primary vote tomorrow on Saturday. And Joe Biden is clinging to a narrow three to four point lead in the latest polls. I predicted earlier this week that uh bernie sanders would overtake joe biden and win uh the polls are not showing that yet you can't rely completely on these polls because uh, so many of them have political agendas but i'm kind of believing that bernie has squandered his his momentum and his chance to overtake biden by his continued insistence on praising fidel castro and and other um you know, apologetics that he's engaged in over communism that probably doesn't to play too well uh, in South Carolina, which even in the uh, Democrat Party is more culturally conservative, and even in the the black community is more culturally conservative, and they probably had concerns about old Bernie to begin with. So I'm going to stick with my prediction that uh, Bernie Sanders is going to eke this out, but I would not. Uh, I would not lay as large a wager on it as I would have earlier in the week. But uh, the Democrats, uh, the establishment Democrats, I should say, are continuing to be in panic mode uh, because of Bernie's rise. Because even if Joe Biden ekes out a victory in South Carolina, if it's not a, if it's not a huge victory, it's not a, a substantial like ten point victory. What? Uh, Bernie Sanders beat Joe Biden by, um, about 25 points in Nevada and, uh, and, uh, and Joe came in fifth and fourth, fourth place in Iowa and New Hampshire. So Biden is already limping into South Carolina. If he doesn't win big, he's going to head into super Tuesday, unable to raise money and unable to make the, the case that he uh, needs to be the candidate because he's the most electable. Here is South Carolina representative Republican Representative Ralph Ralph Norman uh, on this.
4: You know, if you look, four months ago, Biden was 30 points up. Now I think he's uh, he and Bernie are probably three or four points. If he doesn't win pretty big, and if you had to, to, to bet, I think you'd bet that Biden would win it. But if he doesn't blow it out of the water, which he's not, um, then, uh, it's, uh, he, he, even if he wins, he's losing.
0: So even, uh, even while Bernie Sanders is apparently doing everything he can to, uh, to give people, um, concerns about bo- voting for a socialist there in South Carolina, old Bernie, oh Joe Biden, I should say, is, uh, is not helping himself with these continued and repeated gaffes And yesterday was no exception uh, this happened at one of his rallies yesterday.
4: How many of you did really well with that $1.9 trillion tax cut that increased? <laughs> really in good shape, right? Really changed your, well, you did. Well, that's good. You must, I'm glad to see you're doing well already. And I'm good. But guess what? If you elect me, I'm not going to have your, your taxes are going to be raised, not cut.
0: So you had all of these uh, devoted Democrats, uh, delusional Democrats, who don't realize that uh, their taxes went down by an average of about three thousand dollars as a result of this tax cut. They're probably thinking, "Well, I didn't get as large a tax refund, so that means that uh, that I, I'm not paying less taxes." Yes, you're paying less taxes because you're having less, or you're paying less taxes because you're having less, less withheld from your check, and that's resulting in lower uh, refunds because you're not paying taxes that you don't owe. And he had this one guy uh, raise his hand and uh, uh, Biden spun on his heel and attacked one of his own supporters telling him, oh, well, you must be a rich guy. And if uh, you vote for me, then I'm going to raise your taxes. What a buffoon. How that, uh, that I promise I'll raise your taxes work for, um, for Mondale when he was running against um, President Reagan. But uh, you've got uh, a lot of these Bernie supporters out there making the case that he's the guy that can really beat Trump. This is Crystal Ball. She she is a favorite guest of Tucker Carlson, who brings her on to make the case for Bernie. And she was over at CNN doing, uh, doing that very thing.
3: There's been no evidence of this Bernie Sanders ceiling for quite a long time. Uh, he has the highest favorability ratings of any of the candidates. People trusted most on the issues that matter most to him, which are health care and climate change and poll after poll. They just needed permission to vote for him. They needed to feel like after you know, decades of being told you can't vote for someone who holds these views because they'll be unelectable, they needed to feel like it would be okay for them to vote for someone who they agree with on these issues. And of course, the more he wins, the more he makes the case that he is that electable person. And so to me, actually, those numbers were the the most interesting coming out of Nevada. This was really the first state where when you ask voters, do you care more about someone who matches my principles or someone who can beat Donald Trump, Bernie Sanders won both groups. So he's not only the values candidate at this point, he's also the electability candidate. And I think that marks a major turning point in the race. First of all, we don't have to like guess, hope, wish um, what would happen in Trump versus Bernie. We have polls that show him polling the best
0: Uh, I'm sorry about that. I uh, I accidentally interrupted that clip, but uh, she's she's making the case that Bernie can beat Trump. There's there's absolutely no case to make of that. He can't even get a majority in the Democrat primary vote. And uh, and Republicans and independents are absolutely not going to be swayed by arguments uh, in favor of socialism. I was looking actually looking for a clip uh, when I accidentally cut that off. Of all of the uh, Democrat candidates at Tuesday night's debate uh, saying that they agree uh, with Bernie on the issues, but uh, they just uh, can't go around doing like Bernie does and labeling themselves as socialists. In other words, they want the socialist issues. They want to be able to promise people free stuff, free health care, free uh, tuition, guaranteed government job loan forgiveness, all of these other things. But, uh, but they think that, uh, they can, uh, sneak it in under the radar. Got Tom Steyer out there who is, uh, is battling with Biden for the black vote. And he's going all in promising, promising to write checks from the federal government to blacks. If they will just vote for him in the form of reparations, that's,
6: Here we go. On that issue, Tom, reparations, some people talk about a commission to study. You want to go farther than that, more rapidly than that, as I understand it, correct?
4: Look, a commission to study is a commission to delay. I am talking about a solutions-oriented group to start on day one to decide not whether to do it, but how best to do it. And I think it would be inappropriate for me to dictate the best way to do it.
0: So you recall early in this campaign, they were all raising their hands in favor of reparations. Now they've sort of tamped down this talk because uh, reparations doesn't even enjoy majority support among black voters because they know it's unrealistic and will just continue this effort on the Democrats to keep blacks down on their plantation. I found this clip now uh, where you got all of these Democrats um, agreeing with Bernie saying that, uh, yeah, I'm on board with Bernie's economic agenda. I just don't want to call it socialism.
6: Trump, the polls show he would have walked away with it. And the qualities I admired then are qualities I still respect a great deal. I'm with Bernie on Medicare for All. Well, first of all, let me say this. Senator Sanders is right.
4: Bernie is speaking to a yearning that is deep and real. And he has credibility on it.
2: We actually have worked together on a number of things, including pharmaceuticals. Uh, We actually had a vote late at night one time, Klobuchar-Sanders' amendment, to bring in less... No, 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 no. no, it was was not. No
4: one questions Bernie's authenticity on those issues.
0: So uh, the only only candidate that has really attacked uh, Bernie Sanders for his declared uh, Marxism, He, he calls himself a Democrat socialism, but if you look... At his, uh, his, at his career, he has been a socialist outright. And the form of socialism that he's practicing is Marxism. Here's a clip of Bernie Sanders promising that if he's elected uh, president, he is going to make sure that he keeps your rent bills down
3: and housing crisis i just had to move because the owner of my unit sold it the unit i'm in is exactly the same but it's 800 dollars more per month for rent how do you plan on implementing national rent control and ensuring fair housing for all
0: oh my god seriously they want nationwide rent control Uh, they want to make sure that we can afford our housing we don't want to have to move we don't want to have to find the housing that we can afford. We don't want market forces in the housing market. We want the government to get involved and do the same thing nationwide that they did in New York, and that is to have the small handful of rent-controlled uh, apartments uh, that causes these landlords to have to jack up the uh, the costs on the rest of their properties. It, it distorts... Uh, market forces completely and results in in just an absolute housing disaster Bernie of course never saw a government program he didn't love so he's all on board with this
6: we have introduced a sweeping housing proposal which will deal I think in a very significant way with the housing crisis what is the crisis right now unbelievably In the richest country in the history of the world, tonight, Nicole, there are going to be a half a million Americans sleeping out on the streets or in emergency shelters, including 30,000 veterans who have put their lives on the line to defend me.
0: Well, here's the little secret behind that. You could make this housing, uh, you could slash the price in in half, and these homeless people still would not take advantage of it because they're not on the street because they can't afford housing, most of them, the vast majority of them they're out on the streets because they're suffering from mental illness and addiction. And that's because, uh, under the Democrats social justice plan, we dismantled the ability of people to, uh, uh of authorities to institutionalize people with mental illness. And, uh, and they're out there on the trail to this day advocating for legalization for, uh, mer- or for drugs, which will result in, Ever greater uh, uh, crisis of addiction.
6: Well, rents are soaring. So to answer your question, we're going to do a couple of things. I grew up in a family that did not have a lot of money. I spent my entire childhood in a rent-controlled apartment in Brooklyn, New York. And you
0: know what he did? As soon as he uh, got grown, he moved to Vermont that did not have uh, these sky-high housing prices uh, res- that are in part because of this rent controlled regime that they've, uh, that they've got in New York.
6: And that meant that my family, at least, we didn't have a lot of money, but we didn't have to worry about rents you know, going up by 10, 15%, which many Americans do. We believe that rent control is an appropriate tool nationally to tell landlords that they cannot simply jack up their rents to any rate that they want.
0: So Bernie Sanders wants to wreck the housing market uh, just the same way it's been wrecked in uh, New York City and San Francisco and other uh, cities with uh, these rent control schemes. Instead of letting the market decide uh, by offering uh, lower housing costs in, in places with lower costs of living. There is no part of the economy that Bernie Sanders and his Marxist prescriptions, uh, won't destroy very similar to what happened in Venezuela and Cuba and, and, uh, the Soviet union. Hey, uh, if you haven't got your banana bag oral, uh, solution, uh, to rehydrate yourself in the case of uh, illness or a medical condition, now's the time to get in on it, on it, uh, supplies are running short. I have no doubt it's because of this, uh, this current um, crisis. <laughs> I try to choose my words uh, in the, the least inflammatory way possible. But this banana bag oral solution will keep you from becoming dehydrated if you suffer from a, a flu or a stomach virus, or if you suffer from a medical condition to keep you from having to end up in the hospital To get uh, an IV, a hospital is the last place you want to have to go uh, in this current environment. You can go to americafirstradio.shop. That's americafirstradio.shop. Get your banana bag oral solution. It's $15.50 for five uh, doses with same-day free shipping. And... uh, You will get uh, an outstanding product that is uh, chock full of uh, B-complex vitamins, C-complex vitamins, sodium, chloride, potassium, and dextrose. No artificial sweeteners, no artificial flavors, no GMO, exactly what you need to have on hand in case uh, you become dehydrated. Go to AmericaFirstRadio.shop today and get yours. So the Democrat, uh, establishment is in an absolute panic because, uh, even if Joe Biden is able to hold Bernie Sanders off in South Carolina tomorrow, they're headed into super Tuesday and the, um, odds on favorite to win at least, well, 10 of those States as old Bernie Sanders, which will set him on a trajectory to show up in Milwaukee with a plurality if not a majority of delegates and uh, the democrat establishment is scheming they know they can't win in november with bernie sanders heading the ticket and will probably end up losing the house and uh and result in even smaller minority in the senate the problem is if bernie sanders shows up in milwaukee with a uh, plurality of the delegates Denying him the nomination uh, will, reserve, will result in a schism in the Democrat Party. Yeah, it's pop. This is David Pluff, who was the campaign manager for Barack Obama, speaking with Chris Hayes, uh, the, the nominally male version of Rachel Maddow over there at MSNBC.
6: Yeah, it's possible that we're going to have somebody who doesn't have a majority to pledge delegates. I believe that whoever is a plurality leader, unless literally it's a delegate or two. Right. But even if somebody has a 50 to 100, we're really going to take the nomination away from them in Milwaukee? I, I mean, I'm not I, sure the party recovers that for decades. I, I completely agree with that. right? They're
1: like If you go into the convention with a plurality lead, the idea of that convention being like, sorry, like thanks for playing. Yeah, thanks
6: for playing. And, we're just and gonna... the party bosses have decided the person who got the most delegates is now not going to be the nominee. Like parties don't recover from that for a long time.
0: And if you look at these undercover videos that uh, have been captured by Project Veritas, you can see the uh, the the commie Bernie bros, uh, the campaign workers, actually saying that if that, in fact, happens, that there's going to be violence in the streets there in Milwaukee. They say they'll burn the town down. For her part. Old Nancy Pelosi is saying, uh, despite or no matter who gets the nomination, we will support him.
7: Unity, unity. Whoever our nominee is, we will support with respect for his or her positions and hopefully with their respect for our positions as well. So we have made a decision to win. And as I say to the members, um, if you make a decision to win, you have to make every subsequent decision. To win. No friction, no nothing. To stay on the path to victory.
0: I think she's making this statement because she knows that the Democrat establishment is not going to allow Bernie Sanders to become the Democrat nominee. So she's making these platitudes now that uh, we're going to stay unified and support whoever the candidate is with it clear in her mind that that candidate is not going to be Bernie Sanders. And then she can turn around and say, Bernie Sanders, you are obligated to support the Democrat nominee, even though we we uh, screwed you out of it once again. I've got one more clip on this topic. This is Tom Friedman, who is sort of the intellectual, one of the intellectual leaders of the Democrat establishment. Uh, he writes for the New York Times, of course. And uh, he's uh, he's making the case that Bernie can't win, and we have to get all, uh, all get behind Minnie Mike.
6: ...faction represents, what, 30, 35, maybe... Forty percent of the de- of just the Democratic Party, but that's all they they can't win an election with thirty five percent of the party, and they certainly can't hold the House with that. They certainly can't take over the Senate with that, and they couldn't possibly govern effectively with that. So there's got to be a some kind of gathering of the elders of the party, uh, whether it's Schumer and Pelosi or President Obama. Uh, I don't know who that's got to come together. These people need some adult. Uh, leadership here right now if you watch that debate last night you watch the last few debates it it was squabbling children it was it was really frightening it it was not uplifting it was not reassuring you wrote uh recently uh, earlier uh in the month that michael bloomberg is the candidate best suited to defeat donald trump but you still believe that well, yeah, you know, I think Mike has has uh, he had a better debate last night. Um, I do believe he's someone who can actually bring the uh, uh, the different wings of the party together, and he has the resources. And I think the the tough.
0: The truth of the matter is, I don't know of any of these candidates that could beat Donald Trump. I mean, they're saying that you know this coronavirus is probably going to cause. An economic downturn well and and that that is uh you know liable to doom the trump presidency i would think would be just the opposite uh anybody that's being honest with themselves will have to admit that donald trump's not responsible for the economic downturn as a result of the coronavirus but in the absence of something that was beyond his control he was wildly successful at restoring this economy both on Main Street and on Wall Street, and he will be the best position to deal with this, uh, this coronavirus once it passes. The last thing they want to do is, uh, is, you know, before they could have made the argument that, you know, uh, we're, we're experiencing great prosperity, so we can take a chance on risking voting for uh, a return to the past in the form of Joe Biden or a, a real gamble, on Marxism in the form of old Bernie Sanders. I guess, you know, according to this line of thought, the, the Michael Bloomberg uh, might be the safe bet. The problem with Michael Bloomberg is he uh, he stands for quite the opposite of everything the Democrats have been telling us that they stand for. Hell, at the last office he held, he was a Republican, a liberal Republican in the Northeast Uh, tradition but uh, a republican nonetheless so while all of this is going on the president of the united states is continuing uh, to make the case to black americans that it's time to break out of the democrat plantation it's time to uh, get with uh, my policies prescriptions and my america first agenda that uh, restores prosperity across the board including all americans regardless of race and uh and now he is opening 15 offices nationwide designed to do just that to reach out to uh to black america in these uh, heavily populated uh, districts and uh and make the case and he's got a lot of uh, a lot of black pastors, especially on board, uh, because he has uh, done so much for uh, blacks economically and uh, and he has reached out to them. They keep saying, you know, Donald Trump's racist. But they never actually provide any examples to support that. And if Donald Trump is a racist, he's probably the worst racist in history because he has continued to improve the uh the living standards and the outlook for black America. But over at CNN, Don Lamont is freaking out. Here he is with a couple of black guests talking about Trump's outreach.
7: 15 black voices for Trump, community centers. In major cities in Florida and Georgia and Michigan and Pennsylvania, Wisconsin and North Carolina. We're told that they will be similar to Trump campaign offices but focused specifically on the black community. Will it work? Joining me now, Angela Rye. She's a former executive director of the Congressional Black Caucus. And
0: Tara Settmeyer, she is a CNN political commentator. <laughs> Hi, y'all. What's going up? So he's shaking his head and laughing as if all of this is just absurd, because in his mind, Donald Trump is a virulent uh, Klan supporter because he has convinced himself of that lie. I'm
7: a
2: CNN political <laughs> commentator, so t- too.
7: Oh, okay. Hey, CNN political commentator, too. So, Tara, (laughs) um, Tara, um, we know the president will be uh, will have an an uphill climb um, with the black voters. But with black voters. But uh, what do you what do you think of his approach? I think I think he only needs like 12 percent of black
0: voters to actually put him in a position to win the election. And currently he has about a 40% approval rating among blacks. And he may already have that, but what do you think of this approach?
2: Well, I think it's smart of them to do this. They think it, it's true. He only needs a couple of percentage points. He overperformed last time with black voters that people didn't see coming. Uh, he had better numbers than um, than McCain did or Romney. So, it's um, it's a smart play for them politically. They have the money to do it. How much impact it actually has remains to be seen. Uh, you know, how you do this and how the, the way you message things makes a huge difference. And and the, the president does have criminal justice reform at least it's something tangible that he can go into these communities with
0: that and historically low black unemployment and uh, and funding black uh, universities and such and despite the accusations that have been hurled against him he has uh, studiously avoided these um, this talk of racism he just treats everybody uh, with respect and the and, and does his job for them that he was elected to do.
2: But that's about it. Although the black unemployment, which we hear constantly over and over again, but I don't know that that the, that black America is looking at this saying, yeah, we want four more years of this guy. When-
0: the, the wages of black South Carolinians is up 13% under the three years of Donald Trump.
2: All the other transgressions, racial transgressions that come out of his mouth in this White House.
0: You notice they never cite any examples of these uh, racial transgressions that are supposed to be coming out of his mouth because, in fact, they don't exist.
2: are are, are just too much so i hope they're not going to give away money like they like they like some of these offshoots of people that support the president they're giving money away in these kind of like game show contestant type events which i think is pretty tacky and also someone should investigate it
0: yeah you ought to investigate tom steyer who is handing out money uh as as hard as he can to try to uh win in south carolina
2: um but you know i i think that they think they make they can make a play and they're going to try for it
7: yeah. Um, so, Angela, senior Trump campaign advisor Katrina Pearson called this strategy a woke concept. <laughs> uh, they're using, uh, they're going to use woke How as part she, of their marketing. I, I, I think you know, instead of saying you know using Democrats and Republicans, instead of saying you know very fine people in both parties, they're going to say woke. What do you think? I
2: think that
0: I'm. Here he goes back to that very fine people lie. That is that is the staple among Democrats, despite the fact that it's been repeatedly debunked because they can't find anything else to try to uh, hang this accusation on.
2: Sleep, am um, And I think that the good news is that a number of us have kind of stopped saying woke. So welcome to the party, y'all. But now we're asleep on that. And I think the reality of it is, just to go back to what Tara's just saying, is um Donald Trump does not have a tremendous record to stand on as it relates to criminal justice reform.
0: That's an absolutely absurd statement. Donald Trump has the best record for black America of any president in my lifetime, and they're going to have a very hard time convincing black voters that they're doing worse under this president than they have been under previous administrations. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now. I want to thank you for joining us, and invite you back here again next week Right here on the Mojo 50 Radio
6: Network. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is,
2: hmm, what's the word?
6: Delightful. Because it's got available H-track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit amazon.com slash hyundai, or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.
3: This episode is sponsored by Schwans.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question.